You are listening to an Enoch Pratt Free Library podcast. Your journey. Your journey. Your journey. Your journey starts here. Here. Major civil rights, uh, major events in the civil rights movement. 
that 
racial discrimination. I wasn't surprised at the management level. Sensitive people privately recognized that the paper's performance in black hiring was lagging. In a memorandum to John Prescott about the situation, the Post President, Don Green, the publisher's son, who was beginning to work his way through the different departments on his way to becoming publisher, said, we have talked a lot and thought a lot, but we haven't worked a lot or spent a lot on black hiring and promotion. In meetings with Executive Editor Bradley, one of the seven, Barbara Bobby Woman, was, who was at her first-hand job said, his hands were shaking and I thought, we have scared him Bradley. <laughs> Sitting in the midst of the bustle of the NABJ Convention decades later, Bowman explained, you cannot cover a community without people who look like the community. Leon Dash, who won a Pulitzer for his series on an African-American family struggling with poverty, later was the paper's West Africa Bureau Chief. Ira Brandon became an editor for the city staff. In all, about 100 reporters, photographers, and editors were involved, including 14 blacks. The paper had also hired its first, first black editorial writer, Roger Wilkins, nephew of NAACP President Roy Wilkins. Bradley later acknowledged the newspaper still had a redneck streak, especially on some newsdesks, and sensitive blacks often had a hard time from some editors. Amen to that. Yolanda Wilkins said, all of us reporters had a hard time. A letter of support for the Metro 7, signed by other black staffers, showed that the problem went beyond obtaining jobs. The lack of black participation in the shaping of the news about the society in which they play so vital a role has led to unfortunate distortions of the basic posture of the community on which vital questions as crime in the streets and the busing of school children. Richard Prince recalled that in 1972, the EEOC issued a finding that we had grounds to go to court. However, we did not have the money to go to court. Nevertheless, I was proud of the Metro 7 and felt certain the suit with Clifton Alexander Jr. as her attorney helped me land an editing job. A push for new editors had also been prompted. I later learned by critics within and outside the newspaper who contended that the entire newspaper was not well edited. Though I was not yet back on staff, I admired their stands and applauded all the challenges to a newspaper industry that was still only giving lip service in hiring and promoting blacks. The complaint by the Metro 7 never evolved into a lawsuit, but it did cause movement into the Post newsroom. Managers broaden subject beats, increase the number of columnists of color, and stepped up promotion and hiring. I believe the complaint of these courageous journalists was a catalyst behind my return to the Post as an assistant editor in the South section. Looking back at the diversity and media mission, I know from my own rehiring at the Post that a key element of diversity has been the collective work of minority reporters. The progress in hiring blacks in daily newspapers 
and so as Representative Cummings uh, uh, talked about, you know, the fact that so well lots media is a part of that, but all of us are also a part of that. And that, that means that, that, that when we operate out of, out of faith, when we operate out of a sense of progress and not out of uh, a sense of fear, um, we have a way to really bring about change. And I believe that is troubling as things are now, that uh, in this United States, we have what it takes to make a difference and to, and to save the soul of our democracy. But it's going to take each and every one of us uh, uh, kind of having a new kind of being, a new kind of scene, a new kind of, of operating in the world. Uh, and I am confident that people like you can be a part of that positive change that can make a difference. Thank you. Uh, yes, 
podcast is a production of the Enoch Pratt Free Library and the Maryland State Library Resource Center. For more information and to access more library resources, please visit prattlibrary.org.